can I get a booyah? Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, it's Thursday morning. That means it's time for another Lifestyle Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined, as is per the usual, by my captain, my co-hostess with the mostest, a man whose earbuds listen to him. And in the right corner, I've got the Reverend Tim Conley from the Foolish Adventure Show, and now, in person, coming toe-to-toe with the LBP. Welcome to the show. Yo, what's up, guys? (laughs) How's it going, Tim? Well, so we are in Puerto Galera. Just a little news update. Tim, your first impressions of this remote tropical island. Oh, it's pleasant, pleasant. <laughs> really, really enjoying being able to sit here, as you can probably hear in this recording, the waves lapping onto the beach. Um, it, it's the life. <laughs> Thanks to Justin and Corden in Hawaii. Speaking of the life, who sent us uh, some helpful tips and his picture on our Facebook page, which we're close to 500 fans now. So if you friend us on Facebook, Ian will post funny pictures of our times here in Puerto Galera. That's right. And we also need a couple more iTunes reviews. Uh, we don't have one for today, and that means that you guys haven't been sending them in. So <laughs> only five stars, please. David McGeegan writes, he says, I got an email and a call from one of your listeners after having listened to the tax podcast. And he had some questions about filing for some weird acronym that I don't even know. And he said uh, that he got it all sorted out and he's getting a refund. Thanks to listening to the LBP. That's right, David. Bill is in the mail. <laughs> That's David McKeegan from Greenback Tax Services. He's our buddy. He's a cool guy, and he's got an awesome business. Today, we got a question from Shana. She says, I'm currently loving your podcast, which makes us love you. I run a website that teaches English as a second language, and I feel like I'm competing with zillions of pages all over the internet. That's because you are. I'm having trouble pricing my products for a global audience, number one. And number two, I'm having trouble competing for free. So let's take a chunk out of this, Tim. First off, competing with a global audience. You've got the Brazilian executive on the one hand, and you've got the struggling Indian college student on the other hand. How do you address this kind of thing? Well, one point would be to uh, split the market. Go with uh, a product specifically designed for the Brazilian executive. So like the Brazilian executive's guide to landing deals in English, mm-hmm. and then the the uh, Indian Students' Guide to English uh, Academic Success. So multiple product titles. Yes. It's one approach. You were talking about having multiple storefronts. Yeah, I think uh, I think Tim's idea is better, but another way to hack it is to have two different stores. So we're in the Philippines, obviously, now. You go to the checkout line, and like the same toothbrush that you buy in the U.S. for $6 is only $1 in the Philippines. Right. So it's just a matter of different stores. You got different markets. I mean, you can't afford to sell a toothbrush in the Philippines for $6, but you can in the United States. This is also representative of a great problem to have, which is you've got a ginormous friggin' marketplace. It's like having a photography website. You know what I mean? I think the, the ultimate answer here, and maybe the cliche answer, is you've got to focus. You've got to decide whether you want to serve that Indian college student or whether you want to serve the Brazilian executive. I'll give you two guesses on which one I would choose. 
<laughs> All right, so the first question though, we thought was so good, Shina, that we're gonna turn it into our meat and potatoes, and we're gonna call it four ways to compete with free because everybody's doing it nowadays. You got Tim Conley putting out an amazing free podcast every week. If you wanna become an internet marketer, how do you compete with free? So first off, let's just send everybody over to Shina's website, espressoenglish.net. So basically this is a website that helps people sort of learn English as a second language. And I guess the trouble is getting people to buy that $97 ebook, getting people to buy that training course. Tim, is this the end of the $97 ebook? Can people still make a living selling this kind of stuff? I think it's quite possible to continue making a living. Uh, the the idea that information uh, is is meant to be free, I think, is a weak a marketer's approach. Is someone who doesn't really want to compete just runs out and does free. It's kind of like uh, competing on price. You just run out there. I'll just cut my price. That's how I'm going to compete. So free is the ultimate price cut. So I think if you're going to try to make a living with information, you're going to have to be better a better marketer than all the other people out there trying to just give away free stuff. Right. But let's address this $97 issue because I'm not sure about this. What do you guys think? So $97 for an ebook, are those days over? I mean, textbooks are going to be virtually free on Amazon.com in the next years. Is the $97 ebook over? Is there any industry that you can still sell a $90 ebook in? How to make a high-powered Boeing turbine engine. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I, what I see is a lot of people hearing about the ebook model from the four-hour work week and then trying to implement it in mature marketplaces. And the bottom line is if you want to make a full-time living selling $97 ebooks, if you do the backwards math on the sales funnel, the traditional sales funnel for that kind of thing, I mean, you have to have a massive JV or you have to have an incredibly huge audience. And it's a one-time sale. And I just think, yes, you can make a living off of that, but you have to have some kind of monster edge. Right, and uh, the medium of eBooks is kind of old school, right? So people are selling on Kindle now, sure. people are selling on iPads now. Well, who know? wants to buy a $47 book? Right. Raise your hand if you want to buy a $47. <laughs> Tim's risen to Tim. <laughs> Rich guy over here. <laughs> target will, Tim is your target audience. <laughs> I, I will spend 47 bucks, I'll spend 100 bucks, I'll spend $2,000 if it's of value. If I'm going to get a bigger return from my expense than, than I will from paying that money. Right. So if I'm going to get a good return and by buying a $2,000 product, I'll buy a $2,000 product. Same same thing with computers. I'll, if I'm going to buy, uh, spend $2,000 for a computer, it's got to give me at least that much in return right. in productivity. Well, let's talk so, about some of these internet marketing orthodoxies real quick before we get into our points of you know, how to compete with free. Another one, though, that I think is interesting to think about, because the problem with the $97 ebook isn't that they can't exist and work. It's that people just by default think that that's what you should do and they're not thinking strategically. Right, only one part of the puzzle, really. Exactly. Well, another thing to think about is this idea of evergreen content, which is another internet marketing orthodoxy. Is it the end of evergreen content? Is, is the pace of the internet moving so fast now that putting out some kind of cornerstone content, I mean, if you give me a how to use Twitter thing, in 12 months that is outdated and it makes you sound stodgy. Well, I think one point that Tim brought up earlier off the air is that everything eventually becomes free. I don't know if it's Tim or you. Am I in your point here? No, go for it, man. But uh, Tim, was that you? That well, there's, there's a cycle in information. Information goes from being valued when it's uh, scarce to being uh, free when it becomes abundant. 
So it's a, it's a supply and demand model, and it's sped up in information. Information, the internet has sped up the that cycle to where it's really rapid, so you always have to find new information uh, because it's rare, because it is new. It, it's not spread out yet. Let's and talk so, about how you can do this. Like, look, look at Izzy Hyman, your your former co-host, leveraged, instead of evergreen content, creating timely content when Final Cut Pro 10 comes out. He immediately comes out with a monster training course. So, the like maybe a new trend that's, or a, an idea that's more effective nowadays, Marcus, is rather than creating that ultimate guide of some more general topic, is to jump on a huge trend and to create the ultimate guide for a more timely topic. And I think that's true, and I also think a lot of it with Izzy has to do with his audience. So I think you can still sell a $12 ebook on how to use Twitter if you have the audience. But if you're trying to attack a market where you don't have an audience, then I think it's a lot harder. I mean, that's obviously a free product. But if you've already got paying customers that are coming to you, it's much easier to sell them a book that they might still even get for free because they trust you. Sure, Izzy Hyman can rock a $97 ebook all day long. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about the these four points, guys. Uh, the, the, the four points are how do you compete with free? Our first strategy is make it cost neutral, sell dollars for dimes. Tim Conley, how do we do this? How do we sell dollars for dimes? Let's talk about an English teaching pro product. How could one do that? Well, it was, as I was saying earlier, it's the, the value proposition. Uh, how are you going to get more productivity from it? So a Brazilian executive, if he can speak better English and he's doing deals in America or, or even abroad because it's uh, the lingua franca of the world, so you can actually use that language to cut more deals. Right. So if you can speak better English, if you can write better English, you're going to make a lot more money. Right. So I'm willing, as a, a Brazilian executive, probably willing to pay several thousand dollars over the course of a year to become a better English speaker so because I'm gonna make hundreds of thousands of dollars right so if you're coming to the Philippines and all you need to do is negotiate your mango shakes by the way Tim drinks like eight mango shakes <laughs> so if, if all you want to do is not get ripped off and you have one dollar mango shake it's not as much of a value to you right because you're only gonna get japped like 50 cents Joe from bossy DNA says you should use the concept of divide and multiply, which is similar. Divide the costs, multiply the value. So you know, if you go to that, Eng English is a second language speaking Brazilian executive, and you say, now, do you know how many deals you're losing every year because you're using inappropriate or impolite phrasing that makes you sound like maybe you're not that well educated or you're not that polite or maybe that you uh, aren't grateful. You know, Americans in particular are very interested in politeness. So you go to them and say, now, how hard would it be for you to invest $200 on this one day in order to get just one deal, you know, for the rest of the year? If you just made one deal, you'd pay for this program overnight. And I think that that's how you, that's one tactic to use to make these things cost neutral. Number two strategy, bundle those services with information Bundle services with your information, rather. Right. So this is a this is the fastest technique out of the gate that you could get your free product, people to pay money for it. Ian, let's talk about this. Yeah. So it's it's real easy, I think, to offer a free product when you have some other kind of services that you're going to be able to provide with that product. So a service that you could provide somebody um, that's wanting to learn a language, you could find people on the ground in the country where they're going to be your learning coach or your language coach. That could be a service. A monthly webinar where you'd come together with all the other customers and speak English together. That would be another service you could provide. And the cool thing about this technique is you could make money right out of the gate with this. And 
you're building your audience. So one of the problems I have, Shina, with your site is that at the end of your post, you have a $15 ebook immediately right there. So you don't really have a, a deeper sales funnel going on. Right. You know, one of the things that obviously uh, people online are doing these days is, is they're creating a lot of free content like Tim. He's putting out podcasts every week for you basically. Twice a week some weeks. Free content. Free content. <laughs> and he doesn't ask for anything right away. No, he doesn't, he doesn't ask, ask for anything. anything. At the bottom of his post, he's he not He doesn't even tell you about Foolish University. I didn't even know Foolish University existed. The guy's wearing shirts too. You can't <laughs> even find the shirts on the site. How I don't, do I buy a I shirt? I came to the Philippines. Tim Conley's <laughs> wearing a Foolish Adventure t-shirt. I'm like, I'm the number one fan of Foolish Adventure. I didn't even know there were t-shirts, man. They even try to sell me this. They're, they're limited edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number three point, don't compete with free. I mean, th this is one question, you know, Shina, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's sort of an obvious point, but you know, one thing uh, Tim said is that BMW doesn't compete with Kia. Right, right. Going out and defining who you're going to be, how you're going to position yourself in your market. If everybody's free, go to the high end. You know, be, be contrarian. Be the opposite of what everyone else is doing because most of them are wrong. Uh, it's like you know, look out. Uh, what was it? Oscar Wilde, right? I think that's who, who said it. You know, like, look at who, what they're doing, and do the opposite. I right. think that's who said it. I, I think one thing that all of us at this table do is we never go for the low end of the market. I mean, we always go for the high end of the market on our products. You know, except our, with our podcast, of course. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, in our products, that, our physical products that we sell, we don't sell the cheapest products in the cap market. We sell the most expensive products. That's right. Market. We call that the race to the bottom. So I'd say race to that Brazilian. Executive and the fourth and final point is change your content delivery platform And this is important because you know, we talk a lot about this lately with the publishing companies their content delivery platform was paper Right and all of a sudden when that moved to the ebook format people don't want to pay for that paper anymore So the format in which you deliver your content does matter in terms of the value So maybe we just point out some alternate ways that China could deliver content I think now you've got Kindle delivery you've got iPad app delivery uh, you've got uh, conference call delivery I mean there's a bunch of different options you could have Tim. an event you could have you could be a speaker at an event uh, I would also change it uh, partly in the format of the content so it also uh, matters to its delivery so if you've got a free ebook record it as an audio course right uh, because now all of a sudden it's valuable Right. If you take the exact same content that's in your free ebook on your site and you put it over on the Amazon platform, now you've got three to four, maybe five bucks for the exact same content. Right. Just by making that shift, just by shifting something, you can charge for it or, or it becomes free by shifting it the other direction. Absolutely. All right. So any, any final parting thoughts on this? I mean, to me, it's like ultimately I love this point about it's about being iconoclastic and like creating those interrupts. If I go to every single English blog and everything's free, I mean, you gotta find some way to absolutely shake it up. And instead of giving me a hundred problematic phrases ebook, give me, you know, this one thing that's gonna help me to cut the deal or, you know, who are the people that need to learn English the worst? Maybe I need to get a great grade in English in my school. Solve that problem for me, you know, solve the problem of getting great grades rather than, oh, here's a phrase book. You know, the next phrase book, they've been around for 80 years. Right. I think, uh, can I, I want to jump in here, and this is like a tangent, is that... Uh, we'll, the other, we'll edit the, it out. We'll edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other side would be to get on, onto a trend. Yes. And we didn't really talk about that. What's the biggest trend in speaking English right now? China, right? It's wow. huge, gigantic market. 
people are moving towards business super fast in China. That's a great idea. So jump on the trend and let it carry you to success. I've heard that, and she could get her eBooks translated into Mandarin so that people could, or her website translated into Mandarin, her sales materials so people could feel more engaged at the beginning. That's an awesome idea. Yeah. You know, there, one of the things that Ian and I really benefited when we were selecting, we had like two niches at the beginning, and one of the niches we selected happened to be in a growth market. And we just happened to be the next dummies on that rising tide. And we really benefited from that. I mean, we look like smart guys in retrospect, but in reality, we just had our little dinghy in the right rising tide. And they say all ships go up with the tide. And I think that that's, that's true. It's tough to fight downhill. If everybody's racing to the bottom with ESL, free language courses, jump on this Chinese executive thing, because that's those are the people that are truly valuing the kinds of services that you're offering. And Tim, what you're pointing out is actually solving a real problem. You know, so it's not just looking at language as an ebook. It's like, what's the root problem here? And the root problem is that I need to communicate with these guys in China and they need to communicate with me. And so I think what you're going to find there is not only an ebook on how to communicate, but all kinds of other services that you can bundle in. Right. So it's the difference between being an information marketer that solves real problems for people willing to pay for them versus being an information marketer that provides info porn. And speaking of info porn, let's get moving on to just the tips. And we've got a new one, Ian. You've been using Hotspot Shield. Yes, this is pretty cool. This is a little application that you download and it basically, uh, what is it, VPS, VPN, something like that? Yeah, yeah it sounds complicated. <laughs> so what it allows you to do is uh, visit all those shady websites that you can't visit when you're in China. Like Hulu. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been using Hotspot Shield. It allows me to access our payroll company, which is Paychex from the Philippines. For some reason, Paychex doesn't view the Philippines as a legitimate place to do your payroll. I don't know why. <laughs> so, Hotspot Shield. Today we're going to play you out with Ian's boy from Northern Virginia, Dave Grohl on the guitar. One of my favorite jams of all time. Tim, thanks for joining us. I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of you around this neck of the woods in the next coming weeks. We sure will. By right. the way, Tim is a lot better looking in person. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next Thursday morning. You want to say booyah for the camera? Booyah. <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do. to cut this out.